welcome to the Abibiter podcast, um, a podcast about a Madden franchise named the Abibiter franchise, um, but today is going to be a little bit of a different kind of episode. I'm not going to talk about Madden at all, and I'm going to try to keep it fairly short, uh, but what I'm going to talk about today is two, uh, call them sports writers, um, that I think are, are some of the best I've ever seen and that have been fairly influential to the way I take in football um, that both passed away within the last week. Um, I just thought I'd talk about them a little bit. And if you don't know who these people are, maybe bring them to your attention and uh, and hope you can go find some of their writing out there on the Internet because they're excellent. Um, Chris Wessling with NFL.com who passed away from cancer, um, I believe Friday, and Therese Paler, a former beat writer for the Chiefs and uh, worked for Yahoo for the last couple of years, uh, just suddenly died, uh, I think it was last night. Um, and so I wanted to talk about those two guys real quick and, and just point out some things I liked about them and, and try to encourage you guys to find some other work on the internet. Uh, starting with Chris Wessling. Um, I first heard of Chris Wessling when I was looking for good football podcasts to uh, listen to while I was working, when I had you know time to myself at work. I, I wanted some football podcasts to listen to, and I don't know how I found it, but I found the Around the NFL podcast, which I highly recommend. It's a very good podcast. Uh, they're, you know, they take the time to be fun and talk about their lives and, and kind of goof around a little bit, but they also cover football pretty well. Uh, and I don't know how I found it, but uh, that's an NFL Network podcast. Uh, and he was one of the four guys uh, that was a regular on that podcast, uh, Chris Wessling. And at first, I didn't like him. Uh, he was very opinionated, and I thought sometimes he came across as know-it-all or or just, you know, too in-your-face. I don't know. I don't know exactly what it was. Uh, but I quickly learned that if Chris Wessling has an opinion, it is something that has been really well thought out. And I may not always agree with it, but he's put a lot of thought into it. Uh, and like many people who investigates things and puts think a lot of thought into things, uh, he could have his mind changed uh, if you know if he saw enough evidence or if he presented a good enough argument. And I and I liked that about him. And he also. Uh, Really liked football history and the people that were involved in the history of the NFL, mostly the NFL, not necessarily uh, other parts of football. Uh, two articles uh, that you can read that are excellent articles. He was a very great writer. Uh, you can find them both on NFL.com. I, I believe the first was called the Ohio River Valley Offense, uh, and this was an article about the West Coast offense. It's called the West Coast offense uh, because everybody became aware of it when Bill Walsh was running it on the West Coast, but he actually developed it, uh, or perfected it rather, uh, when he was the offensive coordinator for the Cincinnati Bengals when he was in Ohio. And it's one of the most influential things to ever happen to NFL offenses. And people uh, seem to think that it just happened when he went to the 49ers and and this article was about uh, really how he developed it um, in Cincinnati. And Cincinnati uh, in the 80s, 
uh, or in the late 70s and early 80s, when Bill Walsh was their offensive coordinator, uh, had really good offenses. And uh, what they built there was so strong that they actually ended up going to the Super Bowl a couple of times and facing Bill Walsh's 49ers after he was gone. Uh, so he wrote a great article about that. And it, it's if you like learning about scheme and where it comes from in the NFL, that's a must-read article. And he also wrote an article called Love You Blue about the uh, late 80s and early 90s Houston Oilers, uh, which is kind of a team that's lost to history because it never even got to the Super Bowl. But the Oilers in that period were extraordinarily dominant, um, and, and they don't deserve to be lost to history, which is why he wrote the article. Uh, they just never got to the Super Bowl, couldn't get past the Buffalo Bills. Um, but a lot of interesting characters uh, in those Oilers days, Bum Phillips and Buddy Ryan and, and, and people like that. Uh, so a great article there, highly recommend it. And, and one of the things I liked about Chris Wessling is he had perspective. He, he was, and he was always trying to make sure he kept things in perspective or put them in perspective. Um, and I, I tried to find the audio, and if I knew how to clip the audio on here, I would. But in one of the podcasts, uh, one of the Around the NFL podcasts once, uh, he mentioned, if I was hiring a sports writer, probably the first and biggest interview question I would ask him is, you're going to write about sports. You're going to spend all the time researching, consuming, uh, watching, and writing about sports. How do you reconcile that with the inherent meaninglessness of sport? Um, and I remember they, they kind of discussed that a little bit uh, on the podcast, and it's an interesting question to think about. And his answer, uh, if I remember it correctly, was basically that well, sport is art, and art uh, gives us perspective on ourselves, gives us our perspective on humanity, and, and helps us, you know, show ourselves in the mirror. Uh, and he said it's it's art because it's basically saying, look what humans can do. Uh, that that was the the thing he said multiple times when he talked about it. Look what humans can do. That's what sports are, and I like that a lot. I was thinking about it a little bit. It's not only athleticism that we're talking about there or our high achievements. Sure, there's, you know, Olympic athletes who accomplish amazing things. The accomplishments are incredible. The world records, you know, the record times or whatever are incredible. It's incredible. Uh, if you watch this last Super Bowl, that Patrick Mahomes can hit a guy in the face with a pass uh, that he throws while he's parallel to the ground falling forward. You know, that's an incredible athletic thing to say, wow, look what humans can do. Uh, but it's also, and this is one of the things I love about football, and I'm glad that uh, Chris Wessling made me think about this, it's also what humans can do together. It's a team achievement, and, and we all know that, um, but sometimes I think it goes a little underappreciated, especially when we who watch the sport on TV don't see all the hours they spend together practicing, studying, working, and also meshing together as a team. Um, one thing that I've thought a lot about the last couple of years is uh, when I look at this country, it's politically divided, 
And I think those political divisions come from some pretty serious worldview differences that also divide us. And we may be so divided we cannot come together. Um, But it's interesting to look at a team that's playing a sport, uh, especially an NFL team, and see that there are guys that are so different from each other in so many ways, and they all come together, and they work toward a common goal, and they find a way to do it and get along with each other, even if they don't like each other. Um, from what I can tell of well, at least the, this current version of the Chiefs and many NFL teams, most of them do like each other. They can learn to like each other. They can learn to understand each other. And I think, at, especially at this point in time, it is really great for us to look at that part of the sport and say, look what humans can do. Look how people can work together if they are willing. Look what it takes for people to work together and come together and work toward common goals. Um, and so I think that's one of my favorite things about uh, Chris Wessling's perspective on sports, and I'm going to miss it because um, I, I listened to his podcast and read some of his writing, and he was on a podcast that they produced three days a week. So uh, I heard an awful lot of him. And uh, going on with that theme of teams coming together, uh, the second guy is Therese Paler, who just uh, a couple weeks ago, I think, wrote an article about how the Chiefs came together in the offseason and with all the divisive stuff happening in the world, how did they keep their locker room together? He wrote an article about that that was really great. Uh, And Therese Paler, who uh, died at the age of 37 just suddenly, um, don't it had the cause of death hadn't even been uh, announced uh was a guy that also liked to look at those parts of the sport and Therese Paler if you don't know exactly who he was uh he was the beat reporter for the Chiefs for about 5 years um and then I think it was about 2 years ago became a sports writer for Yahoo and uh Probably the best beat reporter I've ever seen. Definitely the best the Chiefs have ever had. Uh, Beat reporters, a a lot of them are good. Some of them can be terrible. And one of the things about beat reporters is they're usually ambitious. They usually want to move on to bigger and better things. Uh, And a lot of them really seem to want a lot of attention. And so some of them want to kind of antagonize the team they're covering. and I'm going to call them out about all the stuff they're doing. And that can be really kind of annoying and tiresome. And some of them just are looking for big hot takes uh, so that they can become nationally known and get a chance to move up in their career. And one of the things I liked about Therese Paler that was that he was so humble and that was not how he was at all. Uh, a little bit about his background. He grew up in Detroit. Uh, I'm not sure how he ended up in the Kansas City area, but uh He started his career covering sports, covering high school sports, uh, which is, you know, pretty far down the ladder there, uh, and worked his way up. He covered uh, the Royals at one point. He also covered, I believe, Missouri basketball. Uh, I'm not going in order here. Um, He covered uh, Sporting KC. I think he covered the Arena League team. I mean, is anybody really looking for news on the Arena League team? Uh, 
he, he did all those things and slowly worked his way up to being a Chiefs beat reporter uh, and did, through, did that through purely hard work. Um, and, and everybody who's been around him will tell you that he worked so hard. And he was also very, very generous with his time and nice to people. Um, I know the guys at Arrowhead Pride, whenever they wanted to have him on their podcast or just talk to him, he was willing to do it. And that's kind of rare in that industry because that is a competitive industry. The, uh, you know, sports talk type of people, the, uh, you know, news breakers, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, there's, that market is flooded. There are so many of those guys and every one of them is wanting to get ahead and become, you know, the guy that everybody goes to. Um, and so oftentimes they're not going to help each other out. And Therese Paler was known for being willing to be on anybody's show, give them, give them some time, you know, whatever they needed, he was willing to do. Um, and, and I love that about him. Everybody could tell he was such a, a generous guy because of that. Um, lost my train of thought a little bit. Uh, and if you've ever heard him on the radio, if you haven't, do yourself a favor and find some radio clips of Therese Paler because he was, he was always so much fun um, and really knew his stuff. Uh, he studied film like crazy. Uh, I learned, I, I'm a guy that I watch sports and I'm like, yeah, I know what's going on here. Uh, I, I don't need the talking heads to tell me something about the sport. I can see what's happening. I, I know what's happening. I learned to trust that if Therese Paler was saying something about the Chiefs, uh, he knew what he was talking about. Uh, he was one of the first guys to say, hey, Kansas City, you got your quarterback here. You got a special quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. Um, this is the one. But this was before he was just, you know, a league MVP. Uh, Therese Paler saying, this is the guy. You guys enjoy this uh, because you found something special here. And that's another thing. He was so happy for Chiefs fans. Therese Paler's from Detroit. He's a Lions fan. Uh, he, he's never had that you know, that sort of thing to be excited about, but he was so happy for Chiefs fans uh, to get that experience. Uh, and so I learned that, yeah, this guy knows exactly what he's talking about, and he was so good at it. This is a guy that was a writer for the newspaper and then for Yahoo and did not start out as a writer. He apparently, uh, it took a lot of work for him to learn how to be a writer, uh, but he was a writer, also an analyst. He could break down film and and break down what's going on with the team. He, he was also kind of an insider. He could break news on things. Uh, he had all the aspects of this. Uh, you know, he was a guest on programs. You know, somebody like Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport, they just break news. Uh, somebody like, uh, I don't know, Jason Whitlock, they only have opinion pieces. Uh, Therese Paler could do it all, and he did it all really well, and it's because he worked so very hard. He was always just honest and humble with his opinion. Uh, so maybe I'm going on a little too long. Um, but if you want to see, I think, some of the some of the best Therese Paler content, you can go looking for some of his uh, articles. Yahoo's got all the articles he wrote for them. Those are usually pretty short articles, but of course they're good. Uh, and then uh, I didn't look, but I'm sure the Kansas City Star has uh, a collection of his articles. Uh I think one of the best things, if you want to learn a little more about Therese Paler and why I'm 
taken the time to talk about him on this podcast, uh, go read Sam Mellinger's, Mellinger's? Mellinger's article uh, in the Kansas City Star from yesterday or whenever it was. Uh, you know, kind of paying tribute to Therese Paler. Uh, it's an excellent article and it talks about how much he respected him and, and all that good stuff. Uh, and then it, down at the bottom, there are some of the videos that they have that he did uh, when they were there. And I believe it's the first one is the sports writers from the Kansas City Star were breaking down Patrick Mahomes' game tape from college. When they first drafted him, they're saying, what do we got here? Let's watch this game tape. And I think if you watch that video, I, I watched it uh, when it was when it first came out three years ago or whenever it was that Mahomes was drafted. If you watch it, I think you can tell right away uh, that Therese Paler knows what he's talking about. He certainly knew what he was talking about more than those other guys. Um, but he was he was seeing things that mattered and, and that gave him an insight into uh, what we could expect. And, and that was one of the things that made him great at his job. And there were many, many other things that were made him great at his job, and not the least of which was just the way he treated people and interacted with people. So I highly recommend uh, those are two guys that uh, have been influential in the way uh, I look at the NFL. And if you're looking for uh, people to give you a, a good perspective on things, uh, look up some Chris Wessling uh, content. Again, the Ohio River Valley uh, offense and Love You Blue. Those are on NFL.com. And check out Sam Mellinger's article about Therese Paler at at the Kansas City Star. I don't know if there's a kind of a paywall there. Uh, I didn't see one. Um, but And then go down to the bottom and watch some of the videos that involve Therese Paler, especially the Mahomes game tape one. I think that one's great. Um, so hopefully this was interesting to people. If not, eh, too bad. Um I, again, I encourage you to check some of these guys out. So the uh, next podcast, we'll be back to talking about Madden and, you know, the video game. Uh, so until then, I think we're on a little bit of a pause here, but uh, by the weekend we'll be going again. Uh, until then, enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs>